listening to the Communicate with Confidence podcast. With me, your host, Luke Maxwell. This podcast is dedicated to helping you feel confident, increase your communication skills, and journey with me in the relevant pursuit of what you want to listen like. In this episode, it is the first Saturday of the month. has joined us yet again. Here I am. Yes, thank you for continuing to uh, be on my podcast, sharing your delightful voice with everybody. <laughs> I feel like that was a compliment just wrapped in the barest level of sarcasm. And winner, winner. <laughs> you go home with zero dollars. Um, no, so this this episode is all about change. And no, we're not talking about money. Well, indirectly, we're talking about money. <laughs> but we are talking about changing your life and about finding the right place for you. Finding where your passions lie and how to best execute on them. Because we've both been going through a little bit of changes. I think you more than me. Yeah, maybe. just some small little things. Just some small little things. So that's, I want to back up a little bit. Um, and I want to actually go back to our our firm when we were running the marketing firm. Yeah. And I want you to kind of describe what you like. And I'm setting this up for something, okay? Okay. Because I see the look in your face. You're like, what is this all about? Wait, we didn't, we we didn't, didn't talk that. about this. I know we didn't talk about this. I want your honest, um, actual feedback um, and voice. So back up, back when we were running the marketing firm together mm-hmm. and things were going well. This is, I want to go back to the place where things were really picking up. We were having a lot of business. We had our first like big month. And I want to go back to there and what you enjoyed and what you felt was wrong. Like, what you felt was wrong for you being there doing that. Yeah. Excellent question. (laughs) Shoot, on the spot. Um, Okay, well, I remember... Actually, I've been thinking a lot about this for a different reason. So, I... But um, I remember the feeling that anything was possible. Mm -hmm. Like, I remember when we would... It was that time when we were when we're in La Jolla afterwards and we were talking about the business and where oh, it was at yeah. and everything yeah. and pretty much it was just that idea that we thought we wanted to do this so we decided we wanted to do it and then we mm-hmm. did it and yeah. once you do that once you start to realize you can do that in every other area of your life mm-hmm. and then you're totally capable of doing it so that, that feeling of that that giddy excitement that we had when we first started the business oh, yeah. and that carried through in all of these elements that's probably what I remember the most in the most positive light. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the thing that I think felt wrong was, and it took a while, that just took a lot of personal growth to like figure out myself, right. um, was what kind of work did I really want to do? Mm-hmm. Now, I will admit, <laughs> <laughs> because despite all of the back and forths, you are in fact a good friend, so I'll <laughs> give you credit. You figured it out before I did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> but it, it, it was... I think that that our business kind of sped that journey up a lot faster than I would have gone through it otherwise. Oh yeah, you I know. think so. And that's and I'm glad you said that because that's something I want to kind of bring up is the value of pressure and being uncomfortable and helping you realize what is right. Mm. I think where because when we're in the sea of, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if uncomfortable is a weird word to use. I mean, we kind of we we were out of our comfort zone. Yeah. But at the same time, we we were had that like excitement, like that giddiness, like that we were in the honeymoon phase of the business. Yes. The honeymoon that lasted like three months. 
but but it really was a honeymoon phase of everything is awesome and maybe we don't like this work right now but it's completely overshadowed by like that just at least for me that like raw emotion just like we are accomplishing something that we never thought would work well and to be honest that feeling lasted for me almost the entire time oh, it did. Okay, good. and it came back when we closed the business me too. Yeah. because afterwards i was able to look back and i was like I, it's not like i did an art project mm-hmm. we ran a business yeah and we made money. And we made money doing it. Like, when you look back on that, and we casually bring it up in conversation, yeah. and I think a lot of, at least my friends, have zero idea what that actually means. And it was like, oh, what did you decide to do for fun? Oh, I learned salsa dancing. Oh, I just decided to open, run a very successful marketing business, and then close it to pursue something else. Like, there is a lot of confidence, confidence building yeah. in that once oh, you yeah. look back on it. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. why, I'm glad, yeah, so I'm glad you brought that up. Um, because I, I mean, I think I have the similar thing with that mm-hmm. is I think that gave me a lot of, pers- I think for me, it gave me mostly just like perspective in what a business should be. And like, okay, this is, first of all, this is how you run it with other people. Yes. Which is still, <laughs> I got out of, to, 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 it's funny that I, I want to, I'm going to get back to you. Don't worry about this, but I think this also sets it up is that recently i was at an event mm-hmm. and there were like 75 other you know influencers there of varying degree some of them were more famous than others i didn't i didn't tell you about who i actually met oh i'm excited it was pretty cool um oh no i it's public it's online it's like matthew santor i don't know yeah you know matthew santor yes yeah, so he was there i almost partied with him but i ended up being too tired i went to bed of course you did <laughs> of course and then like some act there's an actress from big bang theory was there um, wow yeah i mean she wasn't the lead she was like one of the smaller roles but still um there was some big youth um some big instagram um influencers there who else i don't know there's a bunch of people there that have bigger followings than me that's yeah um i mean i reach more personally per- more people personally but we we're in a very collaborative setting mm. and that it was that excitement was there of that's so cool like all these people are here we could do so much together blah 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 and then I realized that I lost a lot of the habits I built up with working with someone else because I was just so tired of everyone. I'm like, I'm like, listen, I, I don't, I don't dislike you. I'm just tired of being around you. And like, you like suggest something. And I'm like, my first reaction was like, oh, that's stupid. Obviously I wouldn't say that out loud, but I realized a lot of the habits of like, okay, let's open my mind. Let's hear mm-hmm. your perspective. And you know, cause we, we have to do that like day in and day out, yeah. for, you know, a good, a solid six months. And then we, you know, where I think that was a, the really solid chunk of time we we're really doing that. Um, but it was an interesting thing for me was to see the habits I built up. I'm like, oh, wow, those were good habits. And I lost them. And so it was an interesting thing for me, like the nature that people don't really discuss about starting a business and closing it is that they don't often discuss down the line about the different habits and influences they have that they like, wish they kind of kept. So it's like, That's it's that, that bittersweet. Thing. Yeah, yeah. Which is really ironic because I feel like I kept most of the habits <laughs> I that I that. learned. <laughs> um, a little more extreme. <laughs> you're th- not... That's true. That is very true. And I'm so, um, it is funny to kind of see how we've developed that afterwards because we still work together on a variety of smaller things now. You know, one thing, one project in particular. Well, we're getting to that. Yay. I'm so excited about that, Um, which kind of brings back that, that giddiness. But I also feel like it's worth mentioning after a while, when you work with one person in particular and you've learned to work with that one person very well, Mm -hmm. some of those habits aren't transferable to other people. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 
know? <laughs> and and I definitely, yeah, I think that might be like, I think you actually hit the nail on the head with that, with what I was talking about, is that I realized that it's true, like even just like working again with you, I have to reorient my brain, like, oh, okay, wait, we're meeting about this, we have to talk about this, I need like to remember to have, to bring that back. Yeah. But I do think that you're right that it, it a little bit hurt us with working with other people because like oh wait you don't think like that yeah you're dumb like, yeah. <laughs> we're like, obviously. well obviously we're doing it this way right. why are you questions <laughs> since when did we get emotional about this <laughs> yes and so yeah so i mean that's the pros and cons right of working really well with someone is that it's hard to work with other people yeah um but that's just a muscle we need to flex we're still young um so but the reason i set that up mm-hmm. is because it's important to know where you came from because most of the people probably listening are in the stage where they don't know what they want to do or they tried some things yeah some things are working kind of but maybe not really Mm -hmm. or they're working at a job and they want to start their own business or something right and so we started there that was a big part of where we started yes um and then it came to fruition Mm -hmm. one night we were talking about what you want to do yes and i want you to kind of take from your perspective kind of take us through like how you discovered, like, how it clicked. Like, oh, I should do this. Okay. And I'll preface this story mm-hmm. by saying, in, in, for some people, it might be a bit of a comfort. There was no one moment where it just clicked. And I was like, oh, this. Okay. What ended up happening was we started the marketing business because we were both into marketing. Yes. It was something we were both good at. Yes. And there was a general interest in the topic. Mm-hmm. On my end, the interest in that I have in marketing is really the psychology of marketing. Right. So we were doing this project and I started to realize, okay, I'm not, you know, it, they talk about passion as an energy. Mm-hmm. Like when you sit down to do the work, if you're feeling drained, it's kind of giving you a sign that this is not the work that you're supposed to do. Yep. So I had to go back to the drawing board and I was pretty obsessed with it at the time. And I was like, what do I want to do? Mm-hmm. And there was one question you had asked me if you were, you were like, give me three scenarios when you're you know in the future that you envision right now that brings you peace i just had a podcast episode about that okay yeah you really use that perspective like to really like bring that to life yeah so and so i was thinking about that question a lot Mm -hmm. too is i so what i did is i went back to the drawing board and did what all of the people suggested doing which was um what did you do when you were a kid Except for I did like 150 things when I was a kid (laughs) that I loved doing and I loved doing all of them. And so I listed all the things I wanted to be, all the things I wanted to do. And long story short, I kind of went to the deeper question, why did I like to do all of those things? Mm -hmm. And it came down to connection, but not me connecting with people. I want people to connect with ideas and I want people to connect with other people, which is, so there's different ways that that manifests itself. And through that, I looked at what I was good at and what I enjoyed doing. And that's kind of where I settled on writing. And it still took a while before I was like, oh yeah, no wait, I actually should be doing this because I'm capable of doing this. Mm-hmm. And it's a good way to to make a business. So that's like the, the roundabout way that I came to the idea of like, oh, copywriting. Right. <laughs> because I love copywriting. Mm-hmm. I love, it takes that marketing, the aspect of marketing and blends it with words. And there you go. Yep. So hopefully that was concise enough to yeah, answer your yeah, question. No that, was, no, that was good. And then um, for me, because I've always, I've, I, when we started the business, we were like in that beginning stage. Um, and I kind of, and as we were go- doing the work, I saw that I was like, okay, like I'm, I'm like maybe not enjoying, like the, the very specific like work that we were doing. I'm like, Clarence doesn't seem to be enjoying this. And I was like, I don't like 
on a lesser note, I'm like, yeah, I don't really like it, but you know, whatever. Like I'm used to doing like, I'm used to like running a business where you're doing a bunch of things you don't like. So it's just like, I'm like, get through it, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. And you have that experience in different areas. Yeah. Um, and that was really my wheelhouse. And I saw it and then like, as time went on and we started like having more and more discussions, I kind of saw that. I'm like, well, what, like, what, what, like, what, what should she do? And I really like, that was always a question like in the back of my mind. And, you know, we talked about party planning. You yes. Know, that was one thing you were like, I want to st- I want to be an event planner or like create like a party planning like booklet or something, which, you know, could still happen. You have a great oh, the, idea for it. The book will, the book will get there yeah, yeah. at some point. Um, and so there's a bunch of different ideas that are floating around. And I think it really came to fruition when you, when you show me that, that, that story you were writing um, for your sisters. Yeah. And I read that. And I'm like, oh, wow, you can, like, it was the first, I think it was the first time I really seen you write long form. Yeah. And that story, I was like, oh, wow, this is really interesting. Like, the characters are, are fascinating and, like, everything. I'm like, wow, this is a really interesting story. And it was written for a younger demographic, so mm-hmm. obviously I was like, okay, maybe this isn't for me. But still, it's, like, a really good story. And I think, and then I was thinking about that. I was like, oh, wait, what about, like, long form? That came to, like, we were just talking. And then you said, like, oh, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to start a copywriting firm. And I'm like... Well, what's your specialty? Yeah, it's like well, 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 I'm like long form. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Because you're the one who brought right. it up. Yeah, yeah, you're like, so- oh, vibrant long form copy, and I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, <laughs> right? And and I think that's, I mean, that's a testament to like we've just gotten to like, but we vibe. I mean, we're basically improv artists, but with business. This you're not wrong. Yes, which we need to do some improv. I mean, that's that's in the works. So I have, <laughs> I have a, <laughs> uh, we have a project we're working on right now. We're that we're writing and. Um, I have a, I have a, a lot of ideas for a marketing strategy that are just I'm off, not shocked. off the hook. I'm not just shocked. It's like the wildest ideas for marketing something. Um, <laughs> we'll we'll get to we'll, we'll talk about that later <laughs> because they never stop. Um, and I think the the why the reason why I really wanted to bring it up was first that it's awesome. You know, I, I definitely want to mention you know that while you're on here, but it really settled right. It just worked. It mm, clicked. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, for me, like, seeing as an outside perspective, yeah. that's when I saw it click. And then when I'm seeing you write, like, more and more and more, I'm, I'm seeing, I'm like, oh, wow, okay. Like, yeah, like, this is a really good feel because it comes so easily to you. And I think when, and I want to flip it around to the other person, is that those of you listening right now and maybe helping your friends or someone else like kind of like talk through like what do they want to do is that I think I had a lot of my own bias um, in there. I didn't even realize it is because I find it very hard to write a lot. And I thought that was normal. I thought it was normal. Just like, you know, like you're writing and it just takes, it just, it's not that I have a hard time like thinking of the ideas. It just takes a long time for me to actually like write something out. Yeah. And I didn't realize how quickly you write. And I was like, and how much, and I was like, I would never think about, like, because I, I write very concisely. I'm like, oh, here's the idea. Boom, a paragraph. Awesome. Done. Yeah. And then you're writing, like, oh, this whole thing about the same idea. I'm like, oh, but this all flows really well. And that's an interesting. It just, like, it, and I realized that, oh, I do this when I talk. Yes. And I, and, I, and and for me, that really clicked. I was like, oh, wait a minute. I, w- I had this whole perspective of that, oh, it's, it takes a long time to write. Things should be very concise. And that's just my whole mentality. I didn't even think about it. And I put my, and then I changed the perspective and I said, okay, I do this when I talk. When I talk, I just, you know, I just keep on talking. I say some of the best stuff when I just, I'm freelancing. I'm just freelance. That's not the right word. When I'm just winging it. Yeah. 
And I realized, like, oh, it's the same thing with you, but with writing. Yes. And I think, yes. And Well, that's so funny because I, I was... I came to that same conclusion the other day too, and I was laughing because I was like, our passion, both of our passions lies within words. Yeah. And they just manifest themselves in different ways mm -hmm. um, because we have to be different, <laughs> you know, enough. <laughs> um, but yet we still have that common denominator, which kind of, I don't know, it ties us together in, in certain ways, especially when it comes to business or how we think or how we want to convey our thoughts, but mm -hmm. on different platforms. Right, and I think that's just like the compliment as well. Is oh that, yeah is that you know like oh i'll talk a bunch and then you'll like sit in the background and write which is something that it just worked out even though you're the extrovert and i'm the introvert it's how did that happen <laughs> work that one out <laughs> honestly nothing makes sense uh, the world doesn't make sense like let's just get used to it um and so for me i kind of wanted to explore like that that that's an idea that i've never heard of um that you first exposed me to is the idea of what did you do as a kid Mm. And so, like, I, and so, I have a different perspective, of, like, on, like, finding your passion, quote, I'm doing quotations, because, like, it's just a wishy-washy thing of finding your, no, you just do things, and, you, like, something you enjoy, start enjoying something, then you enjoy it more and more and more and more the yeah. more you do it. That's, quote, that's your passion, right? The way I think of passion is it's something that you enjoy doing the process of, and not just the results. That's right, we had this conversation. Yeah. We talked about this. Yes, and yeah. Because... And, oh, that's right. Okay, I'm remembering <laughs> things now. Um, because, and I think that's where my own change is, like, to bring it, to give another perspective on finding your passion. I, I just hate I that. I love that. I, I love that. that so I much. I hate that sentence. It's so, it yeah. means nothing. It, it's, it's so watered down it's now. Like, it's like saying, like, it's like the word love. It means nothing anymore because mm. everyone uses it for everything. Uh, amongst other, I don't know, a bunch, there's a bunch of words that just mean, don't mean anything anymore because everyone just uses it wishy-washy. Um, but for me, we had that conversation of like, well, I love the process of it. Cause you're talking about like, I love researching. I love, I love like finding out the idea and then writing it out and like figuring out like how to tell the story and then like keep my own voice out of it and give it the other person's voice. And I'm, and, and you, ha you're telling me that I'm like, Oh, I wonder what I do that with. And like, I was actually thinking about it cause I've never... I've just liked something. I've had a good idea. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do it. We'll yeah. see what happens. And I'm like, now I'm bored. I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm done with this now. And I think that's what happened with us with marketing is that we realized that we can, like, it is a strength of ours, but we don't want to really sell that skill. We'd rather have a very niche section of that. Yes. And for me, I realized that I was like, oh, I don't really enjoy a lot of the aspects of this, but you know what I do? Like, And for the thing that stood out to me, and I think was set up to a lot of people is the word research. Uh. When it comes and that word, I think has a lot of power because when someone talks about research is a very boring word. You're, oh, that's so funny. Cause I don't think of that well, at no, all. Exactly. But... Well, so I, I, I'm going to give it to perspective okay. to you. Right. Cause imagine, imagine being uh, like a, um, uh, a historian, right? So you're a historian mm -hmm. and you are trying to figure out like where like these certain people like migrated from or something, right? Way yeah. back in history. What do you do? You read hundreds of history books. Yes. You, you like, okay, never mind. I <laughs> I'm trying to give you a... Well, so see, here's the thing. It's, it, okay, the, you know what made it really interesting for me when I was okay. younger? Maybe this... It just lined yeah, up with everything. You're breaking my whole plan. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you think about it the from a criminal psychology standpoint, or like a detective, right? You have a murder. Okay. What do you do? You have to find 
the, the person. It's all research. It's yeah. field work. It's studying. It's going back. It's looking at nuances of things. It's understanding how certain people tick within a society. So you're looking at an individual. Then you're looking at the group in the environment within that individual. And you're learning all of these facts but with a purpose. And all of a sudden, now you have all of this extra knowledge that you can then use in the next case, but you've got to do it. It's very unique to each case. And you can take that, okay, a murder is one thing, but you can take that for anything. People migrating into one direction. It sounds boring in general, but you start doing that research and you start learning about those things. It's like putting together a puzzle. Oh, it's fascinating. Because then you have to pick the right pieces to cut, to put it together to, comp, you know, to comprise something that everyone else wants to read. I don't want to speak for everybody, but I think most people would say that sounds like it sounds like just boring office work. Oh no! So this is so this is what I'm getting at because this is how I came to the realization. Because you said the word research, I'm like, what do I love to research? Because originally it was speaking. I wanted to learn everything about speaking, and I did. And now you know, I still like I still like watch speakers, but there's a certain level that you hit where you're like, okay, now I need to find. It's it's hard to find new information because right. you've already read all of the basic information that everyone has. Yeah. Um. And so, I mean, that's why I tried, that's why I started the podcast and I wanted to lend my specific voice. I'm like, I already know all this. I can give my own experience to it. So I'll just talk about it. And it worked. By the way, we just, did I tell you, we just celebrated 10,000 downloads. Hey, congratulations. Yep. It happened while I was gone. And so I didn't even see the number. We were at like 11,000 now. I'm like, oh, I missed it. (laughs) Um, But anyway, thank you all again, in case you missed my last episode where I talked about it. And for me, I asked myself, what do I love to research? And the answer was sales in a different way is that not necessarily research like information about sales, but I love the process of, of finding the right prospect of, of understanding the industry and then crafting an email towards that industry and getting my sales pitch perfect mm. and then modifying it as, as I go and I talk to people and like going to the place and feeling out like everything. And I realized, oh, wow, like I, I hate the research phase of everything else. But when it comes to selling myself and, you know, and my, and the things that I'm passionate about, like my products, that's when I like, that's when I like, I just like can't stop like thinking about it. Okay. So that is, I see your point, the right? point that you're see, trying to make. I'm... And that makes a lot of sense. Right. So, cause, and I think that, so. Darn that's... it. I wish I could change my answer. <laughs> so I can... No, I mean, obviously you just have that personality of you. Like, I mean. As well, a that's writer, also why I like to do about... freelance writing because that way I can change industries. Everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It works. It works for you. Um, but yeah, so for me, that's how I really said, like, I found myself, right? I'm usually, I hate all I like, love this! <laughs> like, I hate this because, like, when it comes to, like, language, obviously, something both of us are passionate about, is that it's a, it's a very accurate way. Like, all of these, like, phrases and words we're using, they're very accurate ways of depicting, like, what we're trying to convey. The problem is with culture is that they're so overused that it becomes a cliche. And I hate that because it's a good, like, it's a good phrase or, like, good words. You're like, no, it's really, it, me, it has so much meaning behind it, but that meaning just stripped away because people, like, just wouldn't stop tattooing it on themselves, you know? Like, mm, yeah. Or, like, saying, like, oh, I'm going to find myself, like, backpacking through Europe, right? The meaning, the meaning that people associate with it has been Diluted. Changed. It's yeah. diluted, which is sad, but whatever, right? Um, but... That has been my exploration of really like, okay, what do I want to do? Like, and what can I do it so well, right? That, that despite my age, people still take me seriously. Easy one yeah. is public speaking. That, I mean, that's a no brainer. It's easy to convey. It's easy to prove to somebody, but I'm like, there's something else. And that's what it came to was sales. And, and I'll, uh, just to add like a, 
asterisks to that. Um, if you, as the listener, is saying like, oh, well, I have this thing that I am very passionate about, but I'm not very good at. If it's something you can get better at, oh, yeah. then pursue it. Oh, yeah. And if it's not, then it's something like what else kind of mirrors that same, you know, pursuit mm-hmm. or process? And can I look at that instead? Yep. You know, because obviously I'm not a perfect writer. Nowhere near. Right. But that's part of the appeal. I mean, Great. I, give, I mean, what I what I can say is bad speeches. Well, true. But what I'm saying, too, is you've also, you went through the process of learning how right. to give a good speech. You went through the, you worked in sales before. So this isn't Luke just being like, waking up one day and be like, I'm a natural. I mean, yes, you are natural. And I think for sales in, in particular, yeah. you kind of have to have that. But you have to have the training. Yeah, but you didn't see me at the beginning. That's what I was about to say. Uh, my first sale, well, I mean... Technically, my first sales job was selling myself as a speaker, but I didn't really do a whole lot. The speaking years kind of came to me. Yeah. I'm just like, cool, they're just rolling in. Um, that's awesome. I didn't really, I didn't have to, I just had to be good at speaking. That's all I had to do. Yeah. And I was, um, which also I was kind of bad at at first. I could talk a lot, but there was no structure or meaning mm. to it. Um, and that's something I had to like convey, you know, in over a full year of just. That's doing what you, it you just have to do it. And that's, I, I think that's the other thing is I, is I spent. Like a like, what was it? Maybe like four hours a week for seven months practicing, and you know, having an hour with or more with my coach, and then more just like developing my speech mm-hmm. and learning about the actual subject matter. But also, my first sales job, I knew nothing about sales. I like, I was my emails were. I, I was I was thinking back on one of the first emails that I wrote. It was so. Like, I remember like what I said too, like, hi, my name is so-and-so, we do the blah, blah, blah. And I remember my boss at the time, who's a very experienced salesman, you know, he's like, really, you like this? I'm like, yeah, this is good, right? He's like, sure, we'll try it. To his credit, he's like, yeah, we'll try it. It didn't do well. <laughs> it did yeah. very badly. He's like, okay, why don't we change it this way? I'm like, okay, sure. But yeah. uh, I think that's also important is, is finding people around you who foster that, who kind of like, yeah, try it. And then, that's the next step, what I kind of get to, unless you have anything else to say about no, like, no. finding is the action. Yes. And this is where this is where a lot of people stop, sadly, is that okay, you want to do something, but then the question is, well, what do I do? Like I want I like let's say I like sales. Like what do I do? Like do I create a new product? Do I sell something? And for me, um I was lucky enough to, I mean, I have a lot of opportunity like <laughs> I don't want I'm sounding like a total, like, oh, I have a lot of opportunities in my life. But, but to but, be fair, you work extremely hard and then those opportunities present right. themselves. And that's, that's what I'm kind of getting at, uh, is that I've built up enough of a network. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm built up enough of a network to have a lot of opportunities come my way just because I know someone like, oh, you do that. Like, I could do that. Like, I could do this for you or I could work with you on this. And I've done that several times. Um, notably lately with eTherapy Finder, you know, I partnered with them and I'm doing work with them, um, mainly representing them and helping with their marketing and sales campaign and relating to people, all of that jazz. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me of a bunch of the stuff I didn't do for them um, <laughs> before the weekends. And um, the opportunity, another opportunity came for, to me, like perfect timing. And things just happen this way. Um, what I found is that when you're open to opportunities, you see, you you start noticing them. It's like seeing, it's like hearing a new word and you're like, oh, I see that word everywhere now. And it's when you're thinking about, okay, I want to do this. You start noticing that, oh wait, I could put myself there or I could do this. When we're creating a product, when you're, or you're trying to create a product, you go, oh, wait a minute, here's a place I could put this. Yeah. And you start thinking about it more. I think that's a peop- what people misunderstand about opportunities is that 
it's not like, oh, like someone like thought about something, all of a sudden this popped up. Is no, you're just thinking about it more. And so this opportunity came up um, to, instead of doing the marketing, I just sell it and we have a whole team of people that do it instead. Yeah. And it was such a perfect fit. I love this, the, 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 the CEO, is that his title? He's the owner of the business. We get along so well. We have very similar personalities down to like liking Star Wars, right? And I found one. I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm going to switch. And then I was like, let's solidify, let's simplify, let's do exactly what I want to do. Yeah. And I think that's, that's, I mean, I'm glad I could do that. Well, and I think that there's a lot of possibility like that for people in jobs and in places of work. You just have to take initiative and that can scare people. Mm -hmm. And I understand that. It's change. And that's what, I mean, that's the topic of this episode is change. Yeah. Change is scary. What is it, Ma- uh, Matthew Kelly? I went to, did I tell you? So I went to see Matthew Kelly. You know who that is, right? No. He's a, he's a really well-known speaker. Anyway. Okay. Um, he, um, he but he, I, was, I saw a talk by him, and he's, he's, he's what I call just like, oh, I'm too old for this. <laughs> you know, he's, like, he's an excellent speaker. He knows so much, but he just doesn't care about his appearances or how he looks or how he, like, he just, he's just very good. He knows it. And he's like, I just, I just give the talk, right? Yeah, hilarious, right? It's, just, it's a funny way of presenting yourself. Yeah. But what, one thing that really stuck out to me was talking about, no, we don't want change. We say we want change. We don't want change. We want small adjustments. We want nudges. Yes. And he's like, that's what we want. Because change, all of a sudden, all of our habits, all of the way we see things and perceive things and act, it's taken out from under us and we're thrust into a new place. It's like, it's like going to a different country and then all of a sudden being like, okay, now survive. Now do things. Yeah. Now live your life with completely different cultures and language and everything. And that's, it's scary. And so when I heard it, I was like, oh, wow. I was like, yeah, I do. Like, just like everyone else, I realized, like, I have that inside me too, is that fear of change. And I realized, like, I get, like, comfortable in the way things are. Mm. And that, that made me mad at myself. I'm like, no. <laughs> well, and the greatest thing about that is that if you're looking to change one thing, let's say you're like, I really want to work on this business and I want to be able to focus my attention and I feel like I can't do that, make a massive change in your personal life. Just throw in some upheaval in there and all of a sudden (laughs) you got to resettle everything down and that's the perfect opportunity to change how you're focusing on your business. It's comfort. I think that's that's the real thing is that it's comfort zone and safety zone. I've talked about this. We've talked about this, right? Mm -hmm. Is your comfort zone your safety zone? They shouldn't really be the same. No. Um, your safety zone is, is good. That's a good place. <laughs> that means you're not like being hurt. That's not you're, you're not negatively affecting your life. Right. But your comfort zone is much is well, depending on, you know, it should be it should be different. And you should step outside your comfort zone while staying inside of your safety zone. And I've realized I'm like, oh I'm comfortable I'm uncomfortable about that, I'll do it. And that's what came out like with the event. It's like if I'm there for three days, I don't I didn't want to talk to anyone, honestly. I was like, I'm excited, but I don't, I'm like, it's, it's, it, I'm just like, oh, I have to talk, it's like, it's a, so much like mental energy for me, especially with the topic of mental health. Like, it's, yeah. it's very emotionally draining for me. And so I was just like, oh boy, I don't want, I just want to go back to my room and sleep. Um, yeah. But I was like, no, I f- I'm feeling comfortable. I'm going to do this. It's the same thing with like walking at night is, you know, I don't like the dark <laughs> um, for many reasons. And like just last night, I'm like, <laughs> 30 minutes I had several jump scares and like seeing like women like ah oh no there's nothing it's just it's just like a statue or something uh, but I did it I'm like yeah yeah that's right no for sure and I think that if you start to become very aware like I always like to say you should have a safety net and a comfort zone oh that's a better way of saying it right so your net is just what covers you 
like think of it like a mosquito mask, right? You're trying to keep the pests out. Like you're trying to keep yourself safe. <laughs> That's I, I like think of mosquitoes as like dangerous. That's just <laughs> okay. I'm I'm allergic. I'm allergic to like bug bites. So it's you are? yes. Oh. So it's like find out more and more about you. It's more day. it's more of a nuisance for me. Um, but then your safety zone is as big as you'll allow it to be, and you have mm. to keep trimming it back down. Like you got to keep it. Me and my analogies, I just come up with like the craziest, worst analogies ever. Oh, yeah. But they work ish. In your brain, I believe <laughs> they do. Regardless, <laughs> the point is, um, I love taking a hammer to my safety zone. See, I can't stay consistent with any of my analogies. We, just we were from nets to like using a hammer to pound the net, which totally works. <laughs> Taking scissors. Uh, you're supposed to, to just keep it, yeah, right? Zone. Something like that. Whatever it I is hammer, that, like. I hammer to your comfort zone. Now I'm picturing that. Hammer and a net doesn't. Regardless. Um, just take, just, I, I don't I don't know. In that regard, it's a little harder for me to to empathize sometimes. I'm like, yeah, of course it makes you uncomfortable. Do it. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. And people are like, okay, calm down, Claire. Calm down. They tell me that to myself, for myself, too. Yeah. So. Um, to each their own, but yeah, uh, and and that's I mean it's just a good habit to build up. Is yeah, and then find a friend who like like that's why yeah. it works so well with us being friends is like sometimes you just need someone else who's doing that in their own life and you're like okay. But also I think to validate so like one thing I think we do well I think it started with the Gary V conference is that you I remember you messaged me right yeah and you have the screenshot which I was like wow I can't believe you found that <laughs> I would never scroll back that far speaking of research yeah speaking of research <laughs> just like scroll 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 and um you're just like hey you want to do this it's $250 I'm like that makes me uncomfortable but you're already like gung-ho on it so I'm like yeah sure I'll do it and and I think if if I think if you did not if I just saw that and I was like oh wait it's, nah, it's not worth it yeah. And so I think that's a huge part and it's not necessarily like a bad or like negative thing, but like just how humans work Yep, is that we like having company along our journey. Like, For sure. And I think that's just a great, it's a great way just to find, I mean. That's what they talk I, I about tribe, you know? Yeah. And, and the thing is also about like not, it gives you, I, I don't know, there gives you a lot of, there's a lot of reasons behind it. Um, but I, I know for me is that it creates, I think it gives that a little bit more of that safety net and like a little bit of a comfort too because i'm like okay i'm not stepping i'm not like being 100 percent uncomfortable i know i have a safety like right behind me which is also a little bit of just like a comfort blanket um mm -hmm. but i think as you have that behind me i was like okay cool i know nothing really bad can happen because i have something like something to hold on to that i know will not be bad yeah right and that i honestly think is such a good way of going about it mm -hmm. Because it's true. And I think with our business, I think one reason why any of the crises that came up weren't really crisis, weren't like a crisis yeah. for us. Because we were like, well, we're in this together. Yeah. Oh, Luke's not freaking out about it. Okay, we'll figure it out. <laughs> like, okay, cool. Luke, chill. I don't think we've ever been freaking out about something at the same time. No, I which guess. is fantastic. <laughs> we always, we have that, like, okay, you're freaking out. Okay, I'm going to be calm. We'll get, we'll like yeah. do this. Uh, we tag teamed it we, so well. We tag team our anxiety. <laughs> You got here. I hand it off. Right? No, seriously. It's the, like the, a, the baton of anxiety. Oh We're my just gosh. <laughs> How true okay, is it's that? Your, it's your turn now. Oh. <laughs> Don't touch me with that. 
At least we didn't split it down half know, and half, because right? that would have just been unproductive. Oh, no, it would have been, that would have been Oh, that's so funny. Right? Yeah. It, it's kind of funny, because it's so true, like, because I think, I think the part where we were most both, like, we're both close to, like, actually, like, like losing it was when we lost the domain name for Walkthrough Marketing. And I think we've told this, I think we've told this story yeah. before. Um, and just, like, we lost our domain for our business, and we're like, well, it's gone. We can't get it back. Yep. Like, and we tried, and we can't. And I think they're like trying to like a thousand dollars, trying to get like a thousand. Yeah. Like, we're not like, paying two thousand dollars. This is us at, our, at the name. at the closest of us freaking out. Psh, no, we're not gonna do that. And then so okay. we're just like, oh, we'll just change our name. Yeah. <laughs> and we did. Change the whole brand, and we it was changed, great. We changed. We literally created a whole new brand in one night. And then we're like, okay, cool, we're done. <laughs> so I think that's the literal closest we've been to both of us actually just. Like, and I think that was also a massive lesson. Where it's like the only way you'll fix a problem is to accept that it's happened mm -hmm. and then be creative with your solutions. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's problem solving. Yeah. And, and I think that's, I mean, honestly. Is that what the word is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like that's what I was trying to think of it and I couldn't. Problem solving. The word. Uh, anyway. Uh, bad. I've been on a bad joke streak. Oh. Your bad jokes and my bad analogies, man. Yeah, we make a. us. We just make a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> You're so right. Our, bus our business is the baby that's just like, don't look at me. Oh, you're so, uh, you're, you're so embarrassing. Seriously. Um. Oh, problem solving. And <laughs> here's an insight into our lives. Um. But I think really to um. Oh, I want to end with a couple things. Okay. We're getting towards that time. Yep. Um. I think really to end with this is that with problem solving. It all, I think it also comes down to that is like, because inherently problems are uncomfortable. Yes. No one likes problems. I, I mean, I kind of like problems just because they shake me out of things. I'm like, oh, this thing's wrong. I'm super stressed and anxious and depressed about it, but it gives me an opportunity to do something and feel really good about solving a problem. I'm a little, yeah. <laughs> now that I say that out loud. <laughs> I love it. Maybe it's a problem. I don't know. We'll, we'll solve that later. We'll solve that problem later. Um, but that, I think that's the heart of it is understanding what's going on, devising a plan to overcome it, and then accomplishing that plan, and then revising it as you go along. And I think that's really the key to, like, that's what we did, and that's what we did over, like, you know, two years. I mean, kind of, I mean, really as long as we've known each other, but as long as we've, uh, really started meeting. But I think that's really the key in the last two years of, oh, we're going to start a business. Well, we're going to teach courses to real estate agents. Cool. Oh, that didn't work out. Well, that's how let's just do um, client work. Okay, it's working really well. Oh, we don't like this. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, what else are we going to do? Oh, I'm going to do copywriting. Cool. I like this. And it's working out. Everything's actually lined up now. Yeah. And it's, it's it, it comes down to that. It's just pick something that you have a remote interest in. Mm -hmm. If it's working out and you're liking it, keep going. If one of those things is not lining up, pivot. Yep. And just keep doing that. Because yep. sitting on your bed and thinking about what you want to do and why is not going to give you the answer. No, nope, and you'll just feel worse about it. And time will slip away. Exactly. And especially if you're young, you have time to make mistakes now. This is the time. Just do it. Just yep. go for it. There's just very little at risk. Unless, I mean, unless you're in a position where there's a lot of risk. And, I mean, Yeah, that's course. true. That's I true. Mean, of course. You I mean, if you're like, I want to open up a restaurant, don't just well, yeah. go out and get 
you know, $3 million loan and be like, we'll figure this out. Yeah, <laughs> don't think, do that. I think, I think a general rule is don't get in debt trying to figure things out. Yes. <coughs> College. Um, <laughs> <coughs> totally agree with you. <laughs> Um, you can say that because neither of us have debt, but you actually uh, finish college, whatever. That's fine. So we cover our basis. <laughs> um, but I think the final, the real thing that I want to kind of get at, and something actually was today, which I'm so glad I found, it was this video, I don't know, you, you, know, you haven't heard of him, uh, by this YouTuber called Boyna Band, who is great, um, he's a musician, but he does a lot of these just like, you know, funny videos, like looking at things, um, and he found these articles from... Um, okay, Cupid that are taken down because they cause a bit of controversy. And of course, you me, know me. If someone, if people are upset about it, I want to learn it. Mm-hmm. Um, unless it's stupid. Because people are upset about stupid things too. Not to get into that. But there are articles that from their data of their like, uh, uh, they had 150 million people on their website and then they pulled them. I don't, I forget if they said how many people actually responded. It was in the millions. It was at least in the millions. I can't remember if it was 15 million or 1.5 million. Probably 1.5, but. Probably. Um, or it was 150 million that actually responded. I don't know. But it was, it was up there. It was a big, it was a big study and they basically um, released a lot of polls around, okay, how do you view this person? Like, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the results they got back were really interesting. And they found that. If a girl is considered to guys, right? So they did the study only with with girls' attractiveness to guys. Um, I don't think they ever made it far enough to do the other way around. I think <laughs> they ended up closing down that whole like ideas um, before we get, they got to that. But they found that if a girl was generally attractive, you know, the way where they use is hot. They the, the language they use is hilarious. Like it was a very pithy, like sarcastic, like sarcastic and sassy article. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said if a girl was generally considered hot, then she would expect, like, like I think, like, two times the number of average messages. But if there was debate on whether the girl was attractive or not, and, like, if some people were rating her a 10 and some people were rating her a 0, then she got, I think, like, 15 the am- times the amount wow. of messages. And basically the whole point of that was that if there's something about you that some, that some people consider unattractive, flaunt it. Because you're going to get a stronger reaction. Not only are you getting a stronger reaction because some people actually find that attractive. The example they used was like piercing and tattoos. And that's why I brought it to you. Right? Because I do not find... I mean, I'm not a tattoo guy and I don't find tattoos attractive. I just don't like them. They, They... I mean, that's... I don't want, I, I use these words a little bit lightly, but that is literally the OCD part of me um, about yeah. all of my problems. I could say that because, um, but I was like, I'm like, oh, it's on your skin. I want to like get rid of it. I've kind of, I've just become more accustomed to yours because they're just part of you now. Um, but that was an interesting thing because not only are the people that find it attractive are going to respond more closely to it, um, but it gives you a better, it gives like when a guy says, "Oh, well, some people won't like this girl," so that gives me a better chance of actually talking to her and her getting and getting a response from her. Mm-hmm. And that's what they found out through sifting through all this data um, with their messages and with people who actually responded to their polls. Well, you know what that also made me think of. If you look at it from a like in business, well, that's what, yeah, that's what I was getting to. Then you look at Gary V, right? right? He curses Every all the time. Word, yeah. And it does the exact same thing. Some oh, people, yeah. it's a complete turnoff. And then other people are totally obsessed. And then especially, and 
that's what I like. Uh, I, I like to call the 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 two thousand alternative band effect <laughs> because two thousand alternative bands. That, that was a special bunch, and it wrote off the idea of oh, we're special because we are disliked by others, and it gives such a strong, fierce loyalty. I mean, and that's why. Um, I I mean, I've I've thought about this a lot. That, that that's why PewDiePie is still the number one YouTuber. Mm. You watch his videos, and it's he he looks like a, a kid in his bedroom making videos just for fun yeah and that people don't like him and then that creates such a strong loyalty but he's a largest one he has almost a hundred million subscribers right so it's nowhere near he's not he's not at all the underdog but he feels like it and that's why he's so big is because he followed the underdog so you're so closely attached to him yeah um, so whenever, like, something good happens, you're so, like, you're so happy for him, like, yeah, you did something good, and if something bad happens, you're like, oh, no, like, we're gonna fight back against this, and that's where a lot of controversy comes from, because <laughs> people fight back a little too, uh, aggressively, but I think that's something that, in, like, the final, when we're creating your website, that's what I want to bring it to, because finally, I have a link to plug for you yeah! for, for this podcast, <laughs> I have your website, which also has your Instagram on it, um, is that I'll, I'll put your Instagram on there too. Ah, perfect. To. Um, but in the show notes at lukedmaxwell.com slash podcast, we have worked hard on this website and that. This website was a great learning experience for me for getting outside my comfort zone when it comes to designing a website mm-hmm. and going, what if we just did this? And just being like, let's see how it looks. And going like, I like it. Yeah. Like it has a it has a bold feel. That was the goal with your website was let's, let's make it bold. Like that's... Let's make it so people can't forget you. Which is funny because it was outside of my comfort zone too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, trusting you with the design <laughs> to be like, yes, okay, no, that's a good idea. And with the pictures. Yeah, because I'm like, um. I remember you saying like, oh, I love this picture. And I go, oh, no, that's bad. It's a yeah. Bad, trust me. It's a bad picture. You don't want this representing your brand. Um, and we've had some compromises. <laughs> and I think it's turned it out turned great. Out, and but, it turned out great. Yeah. yeah. It's something yeah. we're both happy with that turn out differently than we Didn't, wanted to. Yeah. But we were really finding inspiration from, I mean, you found inspiration from going, who stands out? Like, who, if I go on their website, I know immediately it's theirs, and I know immediately what the whole feel of them is. Yeah. Like, I want to say hi to them. And that's something that um, we really tried to capture is, I want to say hi to you. Like, yeah. I, I can't help but click that send a message button uh, or follow you on Instagram because I just want, I like, like it's so interesting. Like, who are you? Mm-hmm. And that's what we really tried to capture. And I think we did a pretty good job of it. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be up. Um, that will be by the time next week, by the time of recording this, um, we're just finishing, putting the finishing <laughs> so touches exciting. on it. I wanted to plug it last month and it wasn't done. <laughs> I'm glad we waited. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad we did it too. Um, but that's the big, you know, thing that's happening um, is that we're both really just like, let's do what we want to do. And you know what? We'll spend some time doing it. If it ends up not being great, We'll Fine. just pivot again. Pivot again. Like, I have nothing to lose. Yeah. Except, like, maybe some money, but we're not putting a ton of money. I mean, so far, everything has really been for free. Yeah, so, it's just been our time. Yeah, it's just our time. An so, exchange of time and Exactly. You wrote some work. things for me, mm-hmm. um, which I'm going to be, I don't know what I'm going to be doing with it. I, I think I think I'm just going to post it on LinkedIn. I think that's going to be my main thing. I'm going to, like, pin it and highlight it there. I think that's going to be the big thing I'm going to do with it. Um, I might... Uh, anyway, I'll talk to you yeah, afterwards. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, but any final words for people trying to find their passions in themselves? Yeah. Um, be patient. Okay. And just... 
write a list of different things you want to do. Pick one, do it and be intuitive. If it doesn't feel right, just move on to the next thing. And keep that on the list because maybe later will be a better time. Yeah. And you'll come back and incorporate or you'll incorporate certain aspects of it. Yeah. It's all very fluid, mm-hmm. you know? And so just. And I think, yeah, to piggyback off that, it just takes time to yes. really develop something. And just because everyone's doing it one way doesn't mean that that's how you're going to figure it out. In fact, if everyone's doing it one way, you should probably do it the other way. way. Yeah. I mean, unless like, there's there's some there's some things to hold true. <laughs> if everyone's doing something one way, there's a reason for that. You should find out why they're doing that, and then decide, <laughs> and then decide to do it differently afterwards. We've learned we that lesson. That. <laughs> we, we learned that the hard way. Why is it? Uh, why is nobody doing this? This is a great idea. Oh wait a minute. Wait. Nope. Okay. It's not um, a great idea. After we spent all of this time yeah. on it. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's been it. Um, already, can you believe it's almost an hour? No, this Just time goes by it. really I was, fast. I was like, kind of worried. I was like, do we have enough content? Of course we do. We every time, Luke. I know. Every time. I get I get paranoid when it comes to timing of podcasts. Um, because I, I can't predict the future. When I'm just talking, I know. Although sometimes I don't know with myself either. But anyway, <laughs> like I said, we just crossed 10,000 downloads. Thank you very much. If you haven't yet, give it a rating on iTunes. Um, honestly, the best way to support any podcast that you enjoy is to give it a five-star rating on iTunes. Like, do that for every podcast you listen to. It's the best way to actually show your support without supporting it financially, which, I mean, if you want to do for me, you could also do that by going to by going to LukeDMax.com, clicking on my Anchor logo, and getting that. Also, if you visit the show notes, make sure, LukeDMax.com slash podcast, check out Clara's website, and you can book a free coaching session right with me. Can you believe it? They have personal access to me. Wow. Can you imagine that? Could you imagine having personal access to me anytime you want? Yes, you can. Uh, just a little bit. And, and Take look, advantage of and, it, guys. look at what, where Clara is right now. Okay, and see this poor little girl that I have. All <laughs> right, let's wrap this up. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Do what you love. And remember to always stay on the positive side of things. Bye. Bye.